All right, Jake. Oh, wait. Welcome to the True Patriot Podcast, episode 21. Hey, All can right. drink now. Huh? <laughs> our our podcast can drink now. It's 21. Oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> well, I can drink now, too. So Yeah. And it can it's gamble. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. If, <laughs> if it lives in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been out your... there gambling, huh? Yeah. I think everybody <laughs> in Ohio has um, the freaking, there's a sucker b- born every day, isn't there? Expect- yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The free bets and stuff they're giving out are just too much to pass yeah. up. Even a, even if you're not a gambler and you're a smart guy, it is by all means, it's pretty much free money. Yeah. They don't even like care. It. Like if you don't care about gambling, you bet that $5, all you have to do is like win once with it, right? Once, yeah. And then you can immediately. Yeah, I cashed um, out one of my apps this morning. Um, you did? A hundred bucks for free. In your pocket? <laughs> so uh, in my, yeah. In my pocket. So what'd you do? Have to enter your bank account info yeah. and direct deposited yep. it? Yeah, I use my debit card. So, yep. oh, so you entered your debit card information and it yep. sent it. I'm yeah. 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 Free money's flying around everywhere. So you have to bet like $5 on all these things. Bet five and you get 200 to play with. Then if you can win with that, you can withdraw it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but some of them <laughs> have like crazy boosted odds where, um, you know, it's like, hey, if the Bengals score a point this week, then you double your money. <laughs> so, so you can immediately withdraw that. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's free, free money's floating. Sign your, sign your wife up, sign your kids I did. up, sign yep. your, <laughs> <laughs> well, your kids, you can't unless they're 21. Like so our podcast. <laughs> your wife. <laughs> yeah. If you have any man children in your yeah. home. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. It's it a good fun. time to be um, in Ohio. Yeah, I guess. Freaking degenerates. Further <laughs> degrading society here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else new for you this week? Exciting? Nah, just still adjusting to life. Uh, you know, kind of oh. got back to normal. Uh, it's my first week back in the office, uh, you know, after having the baby. So oh, just really? kind of trying to adjust to the new life. Um, so it's uh, it's it's going to be a learning curve, but we're getting there. Yes. Um, yeah. How's the baby doing, man? Sleeping good or nah? Uh, he has his moments. <laughs> uh, yeah. He, he, he's not quite there yet, but he's getting better. Um, it's just kind of how it is. He is like the chillest baby ever. He like hardly ever cries. He just, even when he's hungry or when he needs to change or anything, he just kind of whimpers, kind of grunts and, yeah, he never screams or anything. I need to see him. I I just like realized like I haven't seen yeah. your new kid. Like we keep <laughs> now that we've got this Zoom thing going on, we were hanging yeah. out like every week. I mean, we yeah. talk almost every day, but we don't ever see each other anymore. Now. <laughs> I know this is well. We like about the Zoom is it gives us our video content to post. Yes, instead of just yeah. like words. Yeah, and I don't have to. I don't have to be gone from my family for hours on end on a, every sunday <laughs> yeah but what when are we gonna we do need to do a next uh in person again sometime oh man. yeah yeah um, soon 
because I don't know how we will get if Cole or Clayton or one of our guests yeah. come on. I mean, maybe I could get them with their computer. Yeah. Or or we or could we could do it the way the way we or used we could to. do it the w- the way we did with Clark, where I just sit. They just sit behind Jen. <laughs> <laughs> you and I talk, and they just sit in the corner and comment. I guess that'd be okay. <laughs> so you got a Patriot? Did you did you see a Patriot out there this week? I did. There are quite a few Patriots this week. Um, mine is Peyton Hillis. Remember former Browns running back oh. Peyton Hillis? You know, uh, I saw him in the headlines, and I meant to read up on that. I saw that. How's he doing? Right, go ahead and tell uh, the story, but. Yeah, so uh, he was at the beach um, down in Pensacola, Florida with his family. And uh, apparently his kids started drowning. So he uh, swam out there, uh, saved their lives. And in the process, uh, he got hurt himself. And he was actually uh, taken to the hospital by helicopter. uh, And he's in the ICU. Uh, His uncle said earlier uh, in the week that he's doing better. He's still in the ICU. He's got some kidney issues and some lung issues. Yeah. Um, but, but he is showing signs of improvement. So, Dang. uh, scary, scary stuff. Um, yeah, definitely hate to see that, but, uh, yeah, it made him Patriot cause he, you know, he took action. He jumped in to save his kids. So it sounds like uh, he saved them, but yeah, I just Googled a update on him. He's still in the ICU. Yeah. His kidneys are of great concern, it says. Yeah. Prayers are still needed. That's crazy. He must have nearly drowned crazy. himself. Yeah, it sounds like it. Gosh. There's not a lot of details of what actually happened to him. It's just kind of uh he has yeah, young kids saved too. His, saved his kids and yeah, so Hopefully he can turn it around and make a recovery and, you know, spend some time with his kids. Uh, that's, it's a very sad situation, but the kids are, the kids are fine. They're, they weren't wow. even treated. They didn't need any medical treatment. They're completely fine. Uh, so that is, that's a silver lining in the story, I suppose. Well, if we get some more details and update, we'll, we'll definitely bring that up next week. My um, Patriot is, well, Patriots is also, I don't know why NFL is just like stealing all the headlines here lately, but mm-hmm. um, anybody saw that Demar Hamlin situation? Was it Monday Night Football? Monday Night, yep. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, so Demar Hamlin, safety for the Buffalo Bills, took a hit to the chest when he was trying to tackle uh, T. Higgins, and mm-hmm. it, it was. If you saw the video, it's pretty sickening to see he. Yeah. He takes a shot from T. Uh, he kind of dips his shoulder and hits him right in this, right up under the sternum, almost like an uppercut with his shoulder. And um, he stands up. And it looks fine for two seconds. Adjusts his face mask, and then he just drops. It's it's, it's the craziest thing to see. Yeah. And but it seems like we have good news on this one. It seems like he's okay. Yeah. Um we're not sure, you know, if he's ever going to be able to play again, but he's, yeah. I mean, he's still in the hospital, but he's breathing on his own. Uh, He was, that was a couple of days where he was on a breathing tube. He was in the ICU. It was not sure that he was going to make it out of that. Um, So the fact that the fact that he even gets to, um, you know, remain alive is, is quite a blessing. 
Um, yeah. So like I was saying, my Patriots of the week are the first responders that saved him. I forgot to mention yeah. <laughs> that before I got into the story. Um, those uh, first responders that came out on the field yeah. took action, the right, Man. correct, the correct action on the biggest spotlight. They yeah. did their thing. They, they realized that they couldn't even take him off the field. They realized they needed to immediately do CPR. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you're playing a game like that, like five minutes can, it, it's the, yeah. what makes it brain damage or not. Like yeah. whether they make the correct decision right there or not. And then, so his heart was stopped. They used the AED um, mm-hmm. and then did CPR for nine minutes, got him going again. And I guess either on the way there, when he got to the hospital, his heart stopped again. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, they had to resuscitate him twice. Um. It's crazy. So the 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 people, the trainers on the field, uh, and the doctors on the field, the ones in the ambulance, and then the ones at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, I mean, all around, everybody at every step of the way, just an yeah. incredible job to you know, like you said, make the correct action at, right at the right time. Yeah, uh, they that, did good. That that could have been a very it was a very scary situation uh, to the point where they ended up canceling the game. Yeah, which um, was the right call. Um, the right call. I'm glad they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we saw some horrible takes on <laughs> the whole situation. I, I mean, I across social media, not only like some bad sports, co- uh, some bad sports mm-hmm. co- spot. Gosh, what, what, I got my whole tongue tied today. <laughs> <laughs> sports broadcasters, like live tweet commentators yeah. live tweeting old skip bayless but he yeah. live tweeted um he said i got i got it pulled up here there's no he he was tweeting this when they were doing cpr on him on the field mm-hmm. there's no doubt the nfl is considering postponing this game but how this is a late season a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome why does it yeah. suddenly seem so irrelevant yeah it's it's I'll crazy take. it's crazy because from a from a standpoint of the NFL season it was a huge game it was probably the biggest regular season game in the last few seasons um because both of those teams are fighting for the one seed and only the one seed gets a bye and gets home field home field advantage throughout the playoffs um but as big as that game was it wasn't as big as DeMar Hamlin's life right yeah, it was good to see they actually stopped. They postponed the game in the moment, which was yeah. the right call. And I saw, remember, I don't know if you're watching it live, but it looked like they were going to try to continue the game for a little bit. And yeah. the Bills coach walks across the sideline and starts talking to the Bengals coach. And he's like, uh uh-uh, uh, like, I'm not, we're not doing <laughs> we're this. We're not playing. Yeah. So he pretty much, I think it was the Bills coach, which you probably know his name. I don't. Uh, Sean McDermott. There we go. Sean McDermott, uh, <laughs> he really stepped up for his guys. He did, yeah. And to do the right – and he kind of led the way. He was a true leader mm-hmm. right there and led the way for everybody to make the right decision. Yeah, and and Zach Taylor to go along and agree with it, right? Um, that oh, he, yeah. You know, he deserves to be mentioned as well. Um, and then, you know, the players, um, you know, Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and, you know, all the players – uh, you know, Stefan Diggs left the team to go um, to the hospital. Um, he waited outside the hospital because they wouldn't let him in yeah. to see DeMar. Um, I mean, just the outpouring, really not even 
the ones, the players and coaches involved, but from coaches, from players, from fans, um, from organizations that are like involved in the NFL, the whole NFL community outside of the NFL itself uh, really did just a tremendous job with this um, and showing support. They raised $6 million just this week for DeMar Hamlin's foundation. Yeah, six million dollars. That's incredible. I mean, that's crazy. The love and out, you know, outreach and support from the entire community in the on that spotlight in that stage uh, has been pretty incredible. So, yeah, like we said, I mean, we said this last week, but sports just brings people together in that way. It's you know such a tight community, and it was Mm -hmm. good to see that community how they reacted in that way. They kind of everybody rallies. For each other, different back- backgrounds, different everything, but sports is a great thing to bring people together in yep. this country. And did you see any of the? This is where like, where I kind of draw the line with the far right on stuff like this. Did you see all these people? I don't know if you saw it, but I'm on Truth Social and <laughs> I follow some yeah. right hard right there, accounts. They're trying to pin on this Twitter on the vaccine, too. trying to pin yep. this on the vaccine, and yep. listen. I'm I'm conservative as it gets, but that hit was not normal. It was a hard mm-hmm. hit. I've seen people, mm-hmm. oh, that wasn't that hard of a hit. It was not, you never really see a defender catch a blow like mm-hmm. that that much. And in that way, it was a freak accident is what it was. Mm-hmm. And um, he just dipped his shoulder and boom, he, he used the, I mean, T. Higgins is a big guy. He mm-hmm. He's like 6'3", 230 pounds, and yeah, he planted his foot. And basically gave him an uppercut right in the sternum and the most it wasn't his fault, but it was just the most freakish was, way that yeah. It, it, it was made an ag- it, it was an aggressive football play. It wasn't something um, yeah. that w- that was just, you know, patty cake. I want to run out of bounds. He, well, he was it, fighting it was, for extra yards. It was something anybody would do, but yeah. the way DeMar Hamlin happened to just like I accept that blow, like he just mm-hmm. it, it was just a freak, a freak hit. Yeah. Um, you don't see something like that very often, and it literally stopped his heart from the impact in, in the most perfectly freak way. I saw a lot of people, some people I kind of thought I had respect for, yeah. Um, posting that take while this dude's fighting for his life in the hospital, and yeah. I'm like, come on, man! Like, yeah, if if you played that game, you know, taking a hit like that is not normal. And I could, you ever got the wind knocked out of you? That's what happens oh, yeah. when it hits you in the gut. <laughs> you yeah. know, you can't breathe. Well, that's what usually happens with a hit like that. But that one just happened to be right up here right in the above it. and it squashed his heart, man. It stopped. Yeah. It. Yep. You know, it about killed him. So that's what happened. Like, I, I, I'm as anti vax as anybody, but <laughs> that's what happened there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I just wanted to get that off my chest. Yeah. People um, are crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, so all we can do, I mean, the prayers are answered. It seems like DeMar's okay. I don't know if he'll ever be playing football again. I mean, that's up to him. I mean, I'm sure the NFL probably doesn't want him to, you know. Um, But we'll see what he does from here, and I'm glad. I I can't imagine a doctor clearing him to play again. So I got to imagine his career is probably over, but um, I think – even he would agree that, 
you know, he'll yeah. take that trade. <laughs> He's okay not playing football again if that means that he gets, you know, gets a little yeah, the rest of his I life. saw something um in the news articles that the first thing when he came back to consciousness <laughs> is he asked who won the game. Yeah. The doctor replied, You won or you, you won, won your you life. Won the game. You won the game of life. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a cool little yeah. bit to come out of there. Yeah. Um well. I guess it's time for the real talk. Yeah. Um, for the real talk this week, I mean, you know how what the real talk is. We always want to try to bring some value to our listeners. Um, we were kicking it, kicking it back and forth, and uh, what came up was accepting things and people for what they are. That's that's kind of what was on our minds, and this can be taken in a lot of ways, like. When I say accepting people for who they are and what they are, what I mean by that is you really can't get emotionally invested in just the way that people and things and re the realities of life are. I mean, I think that's something that comes with maturity and kind of working through that. And it's especially hard when those people are your family members mm -hmm. or they're just people that are at your work and they're constants in your life and they're not going away. <laughs> the way that people are and the way you think they should be, um, you know, you can't just pick. You just got to yeah. accept the way yeah. that people are and that will get yeah. you like there's lots of different kinds of people with lots of different personality types, lots of different emotional levels. Um, yeah. and you got to learn how to navigate these things in your life. Yeah. I got a guy that I work with that, uh, you know, he's been, he's had quite a, quite a long career. Um, and he's, uh, he's seen a lot of things, uh, a lot of things go his way and a lot of things not go his way. And, yeah. uh, he's seen, he's seen a lot of people been mistreated. Um, and, you know, some people get favoritism and he gave me the quote that I always come back to. And it is, you know, use them for what they can do for you, not what they do to you. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of when you know what to expect from somebody, it's much mm -hmm. easier. You know, if you know that this person's going to screw you <laughs> over, then don't, don't expect them to help you out every time just because you need, uh, you know, something to hand out. But yeah, that's a good uh, quote. Yeah. But if you can make it beneficial for them, something that uh, helps them out too, and we can both reach a win together, it's a lot easier for them to be on your team. And you can expect that they're going to help you out in that situation. Exactly. If you, the more you realize how people are, I mean, this sounds kind of vindictive and, you know, <laughs> evil, yeah. uh, but you can use the way that they you, use it as a predictor. Like you can predict right. their behavior when yeah. you figure people out. And, you know, yeah, like you said, you can use them. You can use that to your advantage even mm -hmm. and, and not in the most... <laughs> for for your goals i mean it's it right. sounds evil <laughs> but 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 it doesn't have it's, to be, it's right? reality. because yeah because you know what they might do something you know to get a leg up on you um but that doesn't mean you have to do it to get a leg up on them just don't yeah. expect them don't expect them to help them out help you out the way that you would for them yeah and if you're expecting it it's, it's not going to bother you like you right know, <laughs> you, you yeah, kind of can figure part. it out quick <laughs> i mean i just i trust people to be what they are like I, I mean, yeah. sorry I if I if I'm meeting you for the first time, I don't have high expectations for anybody. You right. got to prove to me who you are. 
Well, um, I, th- I think I think you said it right there with trust, right? The, the word trust means a lot. And when you mm-hmm. when you as a person are consistent in the way that you handle things, you gain the trust of the people around you. So if you're consistently there for people and you're consistently helping people out, they're going to trust you and know what they can get out of you. At the same time, yeah. if you're consistently screwing people over and you're consistently not f- following through, well, they're yeah. going to trust. They're going to trust that you're going to screw them over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tr- trust goes both ways. It's it's uh, you know, it's well, earned no matter how whether it's good or bad. Trust is earned, and trust is so critical in everything that we do, every relationship we have, whether it's good trust or bad trust. It's it's critical, and it's how ha- it it. It guides how we treat people and how we treat situations. Yeah. I mean, people are what they consistently do. I mean, they most yeah. pe- for most people are going to act the same way over and over and over again. They're, yeah. You're really not going to change. You're interacting with full-grown adults, right? That, you know. Yeah. Um, trust your gut is the only thing I can say. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, trust a liar to lie. Trust the go getter to go get it. Uh, yep. Trust trust a thief to steal. You know, just mm. trust people to be what they are. Yep. You know they won't that, let you that, down. <laughs> they, <laughs> they won't. They won't let you down if you trust them. <laughs> like you know, I mean, I don't know if that. Like just just assume from what you see, just just trust it. Just trust mm. your gut. I I kind of had a funny story about this and this is kind of growing pains type thing but um when i was 20 or i was fresh out of college so i was 23 um there's a big power cool cool power plant they're shutting the plant down so they ended up having an auction and um they literally fire sailed and sold everything that had to do that was worth anything in that entire power plant the vehicles the freaking everything dude the entire steel fabric welders pumps mm-hmm. uh it was insane there was thousands of lots like a bunch of electrical equipment w- wire steel fab just you 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 name it everything was there so mm-hmm. young craig <laughs> was fresh out of college but i'd saved up some money i was still living with my pops um i think i had like uh maybe 16 grand saved up Mm-hmm. Well, I knew that no matter what, like everything was going so cheap. I was like, I'm spending all my money today. Like that's what mm-hmm. I was going to do. <laughs> so I just bought lot after lot after lot um, to buy and flip later, which I, which I did. But th- that, that isn't the part of the story. Um, the part of the story is where I was, should have trusted my gut. Um, somebody stopped by the shop six months later. I still had most of this stuff and I was moving it trying to mm-hmm. sell some industrial items. He stopped by the shop. Um, he was in a, they were in a dually and they had a little magnet sticker on the side of the truck. And they, they said they were buyers of surplus equipment. So falling right into, right into their trap. Little did I know. But one thing I did notice in my head when I saw these guys, like the tires on their truck are bald, <laughs> <laughs> which this is, this is not, um, I don't know, but they were, but they were, it wasn't like an online scam, right? These are, these people were right here in my face. Yeah. I'm like, well, here, they're, here they are. They're real. And I, I did, I took a quick mental note. I'm like, their tires are bald <laughs> yeah. on their truck. Well, anyways, those guys, I tried to trust them. 
I mean, I really didn't get very many bad cues. Every cue from those guys after that was actually, they're actually on point. Like these guys were, they played the part well. And I told him I had, a, a, he talked to my grandpa first. And then he said, Oh, Craig has a bunch of stuff he's selling right now, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Yeah. Um, and I had a lot of it down in a holding yard an hour away. So these guys, I met them at the shop. They made an appointment with me to come view all my stuff and they were going to uh, try to, you know, broker. They're going to sell some of my stuff. And, uh, anyways, we, I spent the whole day with the father and son. And actually my dad was with me too. We were all hanging out, going through what I had. Cause I had hundreds of lots and mm -hmm. items and stuff. He was making phone calls, brokering deals, yada, 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 trying to mm -hmm. line up stuff that he thought he could sell. This is all fake by the way. Like yeah, <laughs> scared me well, bought, bought, bought our lunch. I mean, he knew his stuff. The thing is he was actually brilliant. He knew what to say, uh, had a bunch of large electric motors, like, mm -hmm. 300 horsepower, 1,000 horsepower, humongous. I mean, you work in a mm -hmm. steel factory, big-time sure. electric motors for industrial equipment. Mm -hmm. Anyways, at the end of the day, uh, we got back home. I had some scrap-type items like wire and stuff at my house. We, we went down. We left the yard and went back home. And at the end of the day, all he wanted that day was the wire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's what he really hung his hat on after bullshitting around for 10 hours going through every item every place i mean he tried to get me to let him walk away with some of that stuff right now but i just knew its value but mm -hmm. the value of the copper wire to me was copper right well at right. the end of the day that's all he wanted <laughs> and i'm like yeah really i'm like he said well let's just uh because he had his trailer let's just do a deal on this now and tomorrow um you know tomorrow we'll i'll get my shipper in and we'll we'll get some of these uh other items sold, but I'll bring cash for, you know, this and that. He's like mm -hmm. making promises for tomorrow. So I let him have the, the scrap at a little less than scrap. Yeah. Well, by God, the next day, uh, he called me up and said, Oh, Craig, I'm not going to make it. My father just had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. I never heard from him again. <laughs> yeah. So I let That's him us. walk away <laughs> with, uh, uh, like a thousand dollar win off me. He wasted my like two two whole days in real <laughs> wow. in real life, all for that. But I should have mm -hmm. trusted my gut from the beginning. Um, but I also thought, you know, you gotta it's business. You kind of gotta trust people somehow, or you're never gonna sell nothing, sure. right? But sure, I don't know. It's kind of a funny story. I I should have known because the damn tires were bald. That's, that was my main <laughs> thought. And then at the end, the very last thing I was like, the only thing he wants in my head is like, the only thing he wants is scrap. I said, that's what he's really right. hanging his hat on today. That that's the only thing with immediate scrap value. But gosh, yeah. when you spend two days with somebody going through your stuff and there seems fake, like a lot of effort. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's actually really smart. You know, what these people are, they call him. I found out later, talking to other people they're like traveling gypsies they're like indian oh. they were like of indian type descent yeah dude i should have trusted my gut like yeah. there's nothing about that it was kind of i mean he did a tires. good job he did a good <laughs> job like gypsies are real and they like have that they have a certain nationality and look it's, yeah. it's weird but yeah so don't uh, trust crazy. the don't trust the traveling gypsies <laughs> scammers like that you gypsies know they're calling you on they're calling you on the phone and stuff like that's normal yeah. but they actually travel around and scam people in real life too 
<laughs> well, he was probably out scamming somebody else while he's on the phone with you. And the phone calls that he was making while he was with you walking around your equipment, probably to somebody else. And he's like, ah, I'm not going to make it today. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully his uh, dad recovered from his heart issue and yeah, <laughs> they got some new tires on their rig. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a long-winded story, but trust people for what they are. I mean, make yep. make people prove it before yep. you try to trust i I got tons of other stories about business stuff like that and sometimes if you if all if everything's making sense you do have to trust somebody to make a leap of faith but not if there's any reason in your gut not to just don't do Mm -hmm. it but i mean you can't just not trust everybody all the time but sure just go trust your gut and go off the cues that (laughs) make sense yeah no Anything you got anything else about uh accepting people for what they are? <laughs> no, I think you know, if you uh like I said, if you if you learn to trust people, then you uh you'll never be surprised, right? Trust right. them whether whether it's good trust or bad trust. Um, you know, build that build that comfort level with them and uh you'll never be surprised what they when are. They, they'll, they'll when they when they do they the are. same thing over and over. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we can move on to, uh, some current events. Um, what stuck out to you this week? Big news this week. Um, new Congress, uh, just got elected back in November. They're coming in Um, and, uh, yeah, rough on some feathers. They need a new speaker of the house. And, (laughs) uh, this is the first time, uh, since 1923, uh, so it's been a, hundred years uh since the speaker was not elected on the first try that's Um, crazy so what happens typically is whoever's you know seen as the party leader uh in the house um when the after the election they know who the majority is uh which party holds the majority that party elects elects their yeah it's pretty easy uh well (laughs) the republicans now hold the majority and they uh, they had 20 holdouts that did not like the party lead, the idea of the party leader becoming speaker. So they decided not to vote for him 14 times in a row. And this l- lasted over uh, you know a couple yeah. of days. That um, was wild. So in order to become the speaker, the uh, you have to have the majority of the vote. Uh, it's not whoever has the most votes. It is you need a majority of the people that are voting um, to vote for you, right? So these yeah. twenty holdouts actually, you know, the Democrats didn't have enough to get their guy elected because they don't hold the majority. Um, so the Republicans would if they all voted together, but they d- decided not to vote together. So you had this is really kind of led by you know a few of them. Jim Jordan in Ohio was one pushing it pretty hard. Um, he he was one that they kind of kept voting for pushing for McCarthy not to get the seat correct for him to not be the speaker um so he has a seat but they just don't want him to to be be the speaker speaker. right yeah I guess I mean what apparently it's really significant role um I I mean that's Pelosi's role but what what powers do they gain when you become speaker of the house yeah so they the speaker is the one who 
they kind of run everything in the house and they decide, you know, what the rules are going to be for that Congress. Mm-hmm. So they are the leader of the Congress. Um, and you know, they kind of decide what goes and you know, how <laughs> things, how things play out. So yeah. he, so he ended up having to make deals and we don't know what these deals are with these, at least some of these 20 holdouts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, saw- went, he, he, he was like cutting individual deals with all of them. Um, in order to get this. So I don't know. I don't know what he gave up, but you know, he's cutting deals, but how set in stone are these deals? Like, you know, I saw, yeah, yeah, I I mean, it's just on his word. They're just going to have to trust him. That's what got his, got him their votes. But I saw one of them was like repealing the funding for the 87,000 IRS agents. I did see that was in there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the other things were on some, votings and just way the congress right. works yeah yeah i'm sure some people got like put on committees that they weren't on before and things like that so yeah, yeah. that was pretty crazy i saw uh that is it matt gates the mm-hmm. florida, representative. florida representative i saw i mean he's pretty arrogant <laughs> i mean <laughs> it, it's kind of funny he like voted for donald trump <laughs> nominated donald trump point. to be yeah. <laughs> Instead of voting for McCarty. And yeah. then um and then I saw after I think it came down to him, like they needed one more vote and he still like he was like the lone this guy holding, holding out, yeah. Holding it back and he voted <laughs> for president or whatever. He like did not vote. And right. then like one of uh McCarthy's little bulldogs came out like freaking out, like <laughs> almost attacking him. Like it was crazy. <laughs> you see that video? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> kind of it's kind of funny, but it's kind of not. <laughs> I mean, I think it's very funny. Um, um eleven but, rounds of voting. Uh, I mean, it, it, it ended they're... up going. It ended up going to fifteen. It took him. Oh, it did took it? The, it took the fifteenth vote before he finally got all the votes he needed. Hey, I'm just glad they're out there <laughs> actually debating and having conversations yeah. and doing their darn jobs. I mean, but like, look. So the, here, here's the question now. Um, I think we've kind of talked about this a little bit on uh, previous episodes where, you know, Trump kind of divided the Republicans where you've got Trump Republicans yeah. and regular Republicans. Right. And so. this is what we're seeing play out uh, where that party's kind of yeah. splitting. And now we're almost going to end up with a three party system uh, instead of a two. And all that does is that favors the Democrats. What are those, that group of, (laughs) yeah, I know that that's the thing. The Democrats are united in their ways. Um, Right. They're way more united than the Republican party. And that's why they always, they always stick together. Right. Always. (laughs) So it's, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter that the Republicans took over the (laughs) control of the house of representatives. If, they're split down the middle and they aren't going to vote together. Right. Yeah. It seems like, uh, things are changing a little bit, you know? Yeah. So, yep. Definitely. Maybe that's a good thing. I mean, at least, I don't know. We'll see. Yep. What else, what else was going on this week? I got Jeremy Renner. He's, uh, the actor that plays Hawkeye in the, uh, Avenger movies among other, yeah. Uh, notable roles. Um, he rolled a snowplow on himself. Uh, it sounded like he was 
helping get a you know clear his driveway so that a family member could get out after they got three feet of snow and uh he he kind of got out to yell at him and the the plow started to roll and he uh he's in the icu Um, he's still in the icu i believe so um yeah i was reading that and the first headline i read was weird it was like he ran over by his snow plow right it was his truck it was his and he parked it and got out of the truck in such a way that he ran over himself i think he like oh i think he rolled it so he he was rolled it yeah i think he was kind of on it the way i read it it sounded like he was kind of on uneven ground and then he uh opened the door and like stood up to yell something um and when he did that the weight shifted enough that it rolled the truck over on him and he like tried to jump back in real quick but uh caught himself somehow yeah so that's what it sounded like from the article i read um you know there's that's insane um kind of scary yeah i see i see a picture of him in the icu he looks all black and blue like from head to toe and it said uh, this article i said i'm reading says Hawkeye Star was completely crushed by snowplow truck. Yeah. Yikes. So it sounds like what you said it's kind of right. Yeah, I'm reading it. Some this one I'm reading says he climbed out of the piston bully truck for a moment, which I think that's just a brand of a plow. Yeah. Um it's gotta be on a pickup, I'm assuming. Uh the snowplow started to roll. Renner then attempted to climb back into the driver's seat of the plow to stop it from rolling and was run over. So maybe he fell underneath. Maybe he was trying to get back in the truck, slipped, and got yeah. ran over by the tires. That could be. He was run over, it says, the sheriff said. Yeah. I think it sounds like this truck started rolling and he tried to climb it and fell. Tried and to got it. run over by his truck. Damn it. What's that? Yeah. What are you cursing for? Oh, could you hear me that whole time? Yeah. You froze. <laughs> I thought they. I thought they hit the internet again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. froze up. You you were like mid sentence and you froze and um, I couldn't hear anything and then your screen uh, stopped. <laughs> so I was like, that was exactly what happened last time when they hit the. Uh, they unplugged the internet router. So. <laughs> I thought you were mad because you got the <laughs> the story a little bit wrong. I think. Oh no, no, I don't <laughs> care about that. <laughs> yeah, the only other things I saw on current events were, um, you know, the obviously the Idaho um, murders is a big mm-hmm. current event right now. But did you see how he was caught exactly? Yeah, um, I did. I sent it to you, so I know yeah. you saw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is more for the listeners. Yeah. He was caught using the uh, online uh, DNA and gen- genealogy uh, analysis. Yeah. Genealogy. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. Ge- <laughs> genealogy is the word. Um, yeah. yeah, so one of his... They found DNA right. at, the, at the crime scene. At the scene. crime scene. And this is the way they're catching a lot of these, uh, even mm. cold case serial killers. So they have sure. the DNA and they have somebody they suspect, you know, they, they got a suspect and they use these 23andMe and Ancestry.com. And there's a host of other, these mm. online DNA. So if any of your relatives has done this, 
um, they can use that as a close enough, like it's yeah. up to like 95, depending on how distant of a relative, like it was your sister or whatever, <laughs> right. you know, like a 99.9% match for DNA. Yeah. And like, this yeah. is a so way I, I've done this. Yeah. I, I, I did mine through ancestry and um, yeah. So you screwed so your whole family if, over. If any of my family members want to uh, commit a crime, um, make sure you don't leave any DNA because they will match it up to me and then they will find you. Yeah. So th they'll match it up. That's probably how they found it. They, they, oh, sure. they, they throw that DNA into the database and then mm -hmm. it runs it. They get a match and it's what, well, well, they find somebody in the family right. and then, then they go from there. It narrows their suspect pool greatly and then they right. they use that to find this guy then they ping then they started going through his cell phone records yeah. uh found his that's what the damning i mean they got a case against him and hopefully he gets put in the freaking electric chair yeah. or however they do it now but <laughs> idaho is a death penalty state yeah. but it, it it's a great advancement of um science and solving these cases but i just thought uh it was interesting yeah, it no, seems like being being a detective is much easier now than it was <laughs> before all of this stuff. Well, they um, caught they've caught a lot of these famous, a lot of them, unsolved serial killers and murders. Mm -hmm. Like uh, they they caught BTK not too long ago. Sure, um, I, I'm sure hundreds and hundreds of others. You know, you only hear about like the real um popular ones, but mm -hmm. so I thought that was interesting. Um, and then, uh, the only other thing I had, I mean, do you have more current events? I, I had don't. one more. Um, this week was the January 6th, uh, anniversary. Mm -hmm. That was, uh, kind of in the news. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, all the Democrats, I mean, it was a big deal, but the, um, Democrats played this whole big thing out and they're all talking about how scarred they are um and they, they pretty much compare it to 9-11 like i i saw that like on a headline yeah it's kind of crazy i think was it just was it one person that was killed was it a rioter and then there or maybe there was two the um one of the military police mm -hmm. uh capital, capital officer police. capital police yeah. is that the mm -hmm. case is that what i'm because I saw where that one of the girls that got killed was like a rioter that like raided the Capitol. She got killed. She was like in the military too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And her mom was arrested this week or that day on January 6th in Washington, DC. They arrested her for jaywalking. <laughs> <'Cause> she's, <laughs> she's been, um, she's been protesting out there pretty much every day since her daughter got killed in the Capitol riots. But it, I thought it was just kind of uh, interesting that they throw her in jail on that day for jaywalking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What a coincidence. <laughs> I don't think there's such things as coincidences. Yeah. Not in this case. So what do you think about the Capitol riot? What's your take? Do you, um, <laughs> do you support riot, uh, storming the Capitol? I support our right to peacefully protest. And unfortunately, that's not what happened here. That it probably started as a peaceful protest and uh you know, moved on from there. Um mm -hmm. I do not support it once it once it moves on. 
And that's really regardless of who's protesting, whether I agree with them and where it's occurring. So, yeah, there was a lot of rioting that year. And I realized raiding a federal building like that's another level. But what about all these riots that they literally just destroyed cities and no one, no one was even put in jail over them. They just let it go. But everybody who was even remotely close to the Capitol that day is in prison. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. It was nuts. I hope it never happens again. And then you got the left trying to blame Donald Trump solely for this. And I don't think he incited that. Um, I think there was, I mean, I need my tinfoil hat on, but it seemed like there's people really inciting that, that I don't know if I've seen crazier things come out in the future, like <laughs> redacted CIA files. Like, I don't know. I don't trust the FBI or CIA at this point. Like how much stuff they have from the yeah. past that I don't, it's not yeah. hard to incite a group of people to do something. I mean, it's just not sadly the mob mentality takes over and a few bad operators can really influence thousands of people to act a fool. Yeah. So, I'm not so putting I, that. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I wouldn't put that out of the question. I'm reading an article now. There were five people that died. One was a 35 year old Air Force veteran uh, who was sh- who was shot. That's that um, girl whose mom got arrested for jaywalking. She was attempting to climb through a shattered window. Um, then you had a second one was a Capitol Police officer who was pepper sprayed um, and had. Uh, had two strokes the next day um and and died from the strokes dang um one was uh an overdose on amphetamines uh that when she overdosed she uh collapsed and she was trampled by other rioters that's Um, freaking nuts and then there were two (laughs) people yeah and then there were two people that died of heart attack Two people died of heart attack. Yep, that's what it says. Well, now we know. Thanks for pulling that out. That <laughs> there's some crazy. I don't know what's crazier: the random heart attacks or the amphetamine overdose. Definitely the amphetamines. <laughs> that's a crazy. That's a crazy way to go out. <laughs> like, how do they rule that she died of overdose if she was trampled as well? Like, um, I think I don't said in here. Um, let's see. They ruled That's my question from, from being trampled by for collapse. <laughs> it was ruled accidental. Um, and so I think they they said that she was, um, uh, she was trampled. Her cause of death was being trampled, but, but she she's got also trampled. high. She's she high got, on amphetamine, <laughs> right? She's high as hell. All right, yeah, yeah, crazy day for her. Um, <laughs> I guess. Okay, I think that's all I got for current events. Let's move on. What the crap? What the crap? What, what the, the crap? crap? All right. Um, you want to go first? I'm always excited to hear your what the crap. I mean, honestly, it's the best part <laughs> <right>. of the show. <laughs> all right. Uh, so my what the crap. Um, there was a lawsuit filed. This is actually I don't know how I'm just now hearing about this this week. Um, <laughs> a, a lawsuit was filed in November. Um, in Baltimore, Ivan Williams, he was a college basketball player for Coppin State. For what? What state? Uh, Coppin State. It's a, a small college in Baltimore. Um, okay. So 
So he he was a freshman uh, in 2018 playing basketball for the Coppin State men's basketball team. Okay. Um, so he started messaging this stranger online. Um, and, you know, eventually he thought it was a girl. Um, you know, he ended up sending her some pictures. Uh, and she then all of a sudden, once he sent some pictures, she started uh, blackmailing him telling him you know he's got to do this or that or you know send other <laughs> pictures or all of these are going to be public right <laughs> dang yeah that's yeah. sad that happened. so that went so that went on for a while um then he found out that uh one of his teammates um his name is lucian brownlee um so brownlee was a senior and he comes to williams and says hey man i hear uh you know i hear you're getting blackmailed by this catfish uh so am i this is crazy uh <laughs> so oh, yeah, let me guess who's done this yeah so <laughs> they, they end up uh you know as things progress the threats get more and more um i guess demanding and they uh eventually williams the freshman has to uh in order to appease his catfisher uh has to perform certain sexual acts on uh, his teammate and send those pictures and videos. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> to, to this blackmailer. Right. And this teammate is the guy who happens to also be, be the one that's <laughs> by the same person. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in the following season, 2019, um, the senior graduates and joins the coaching staff. Now he's an assistant coach. <laughs> and the threats continue <laughs> so he has to continue you know performing these sexual acts and sending videos to his, his blackmailer well what um, were the sexual acts do you know um i believe they just said oral sex so you can use your imagination <laughs> so right. just want to uh, clarify things yeah so it's uh it's not funny it's not. it's not it's not williams it who is who is now a sophomore on the team uh you know he doesn't really know what to do so he goes to his parents and he says uh basically there's a lot of weird shit going on um everybody there's like a rampant drug problem on the team everybody's on drugs and they're all abusing them um and Damn. you know there's all kinds of inappropriate stuff going on when we go on the road and we stay in these hotels there's all kinds of weird stuff and you know the schools the coaches they're not doing anything about it so he and his, but he didn't say anything about being blackmailed to his parents because i'm sure he was too embarrassed to at the time yeah so then his he and his dad sit down with the head coach and the head coach is a former nba player um his name's juan dixon uh they sit down with coach dixon and uh basically confront him about the culture and the drug use and um the coach basically says i can't do anything to change the you know the drug use on the team that's you know <laughs> what do you want it's like what do, you, what do you want me to do about it <laughs> i gotta accept them for who they are so he <laughs> so he kind of uh he, en he ends up talking williams into coming back for a third season in 2020 however the blackmail continues and uh now things are starting wow. to get leaked to his teammates and things are getting leaked to the public um all of this stuff that he's been sending to this blackmailer and he ends up finding out who the blackmailer is and shockingly 
it is the uh, teammate turned assistant coach. coach. <laughs> yeah. So he knew he says he claims that the uh, the coach knew that that Brownlee was unstable and that he had a history of you know doing crazy things like this. Brownlee's uh, the coach, the coach, the, the play, the player turned coach. Yeah. So Williams, uh, the victim here, he asked the school to investigate the situation. Like, hey, this has to be a conduct uh, conduct violation, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> He's like, I've been sexually assaulted here. <laughs> uh, and he says that when they did that, their investigation kind of centered around um, his past relationships and his sexual preferences and things like that. Um, and then they cut off his scholarship and Kick removed him, him from the team, basically got kicked out of the school. So now, um, in a, so now he is now he is suing the school for uh, basically taking his funding away and for um, allow allowing him to be put in that situation. But no criminal charges have been filed against Brownlee at this point. Um, I assume that's a possibility after it comes after this case is settled uh, yeah. in civil court. But all of this, I also got to say, all of this is alleged at this point. It's all part of a lawsuit that. Uh, Williams has filed filed it in November, so we don't know that any of this is true. But this is these are the claims that Williams is making uh, against yeah. his former school and former coach and former teammate. Uh, so kind it's of a, a crazy story there that nobody's talking about. <laughs> yeah, um, allegedly that's what the crap is <laughs> can be. <laughs> it it really is. It really that's- is. Uh, the online catfish blackmail that's like that's a really common thing now yeah uh way too common <laughs> I, I i prefer I getting i prefer getting scammed in real life personally uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't yeah. know so you might have to actually come confront me face to face i might take you up on some of your bull crap <laughs> Oh, that's crazy so, as heck. What, what really sucks, you know, he clearly everybody's going to say, why would you continue to give into these demands to the point of, you know, blowing your coach and sending videos <laughs> of it, right? <laughs> that's what people sending are Sending videos say. of it to another person. Like what? Ex- yeah. Uh, what's, but, more, what's worse than that? Like what, yeah. what's he, what's he well, keeping from being let loose? The, the problem is if he... Damn. If if he were to blow the whistle, his fear was that uh, his fear is lo- what like- <laughs> his his fear was his fear is that he would lose his scholarship and he'd be kicked off the team, which is exactly what happened when he when he came clean. Right? Uh, he came clean so I, that he blew his coach. Right. That, well, that he was being blackmailed <laughs> this whole time, you know, allegedly. Allegedly um, by the coach. So, yeah, definitely I, uh, a, a shitty situation <laughs> for him to be in. Uh, That's but, ridiculous. Yeah. Don't give in to blackmail, I guess. <laughs> yep. No blackmail or catfishing. Um, <laughs> mine is a what my what the crap is. I, you always have so much funnier what the crap. Mine are just <laughs> shocking crimes like that aren't really very freaking funny. Um, it was a Virginia teacher was shot by a six year old student in at an elementary school in Newport Newport News, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, this was on Friday. Uh, 
she just was teaching her class of six years old. Is that kindergarten or first kindergarten, grade? First grade. Yeah. Six. Oh yeah. First grade. Here it is. First grade student, <laughs> first grade teacher, first grade student. Um, they really go. haven't let out a lot of details, but this is mm-hmm. this six year old came to school with a handgun, I believe. And it wasn't an accident. Uh, straight up shot his teacher. Uh, and she's okay. Uh, she's, she was in ICU. She's remained in critical condition Saturday morning, but share the police shared um, Saturday afternoon. She's in stable condition. So it seems like she's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy dude. That is crazy. A, a six year old. Yeah. Where, where did the six year old get this gun? I mean, obviously from home, you know, um, probably. Yeah. So what the crap? What the crap? How about, I would say, how about don't let your kids have guns? I think feel like that's pretty obvious, but how about let's not, let's teach your kids not to, to not, not want to shoot the teacher. Maybe respect the teacher a little bit more. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's I mean, crazy. what the crap? What the crap is right? Like, apparently, like, I did the kid just, find a loaded gun and take it or did, did this kid load the gun is what i'm wondering i mean i don't know if we'll ever yeah. find out but it's just crazy yeah. um six years old that you'd even know what to do with a gun honestly you know as far as i've went with my kids is you know you see a gun i i told my my i only have a four-year-old but i'm like if you ever see a gun i told her this tell me Tell mom, mm-hmm. I said, don't touch it. That's what I said. Yeah. Don't touch it. I yeah. tell I, she knows what guns are. I said, she ever sees a gun anywhere. I said, don't touch it. That's far yeah. as I was. Wondering. That's um, pretty. That's a pretty good way to handle that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a. Well, I guess I could tell this story. I once brought a, a pistol to school. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? <laughs> they tried to kick me out of the school. <laughs> This is when I was in uh, it's story time once again. Um, <laughs> I think I was in second grade, I do believe. Um, <laughs> so it wasn't, um, it was a, you know, those BB guns that mm-hmm. are, they, they like have airsoft guns. Yeah. So this yeah. was a, it wasn't, it was a BB gun, but it mm-hmm. wasn't. Uh, airsoft it wasn't co2 it was like a mechanical pistol so you could cock the you could cock it back and shoot a bb right sure so yeah so i had a hold of one of those (laughs) and i was playing with it when i was in the car i was just like i didn't have any bullets and i I knew how to work it obviously Mm -hmm. i was just like popping it off like haha (laughs) like i don't know (laughs) um i knew it could fire bbs but i didn't have any bbs in it i was messing around with it in the car and i got out I remember this. I got out of the car. Mom was dropping me off at Stormont. Um, and I was hopping out of the, uh, it was a suburban. Mm-hmm. And um, I go to hop out and the, I, I kicked the gun. I had it. I threw the gun on the ground. Well, apparently I kicked it on my way out. I saw it. It fell out, hit the running board, just slides across the blacktop. And then Clayton saw this as well. Um, <laughs> and then I, I, I saw it on the ground. And I, my eyes just, got real big 
And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> then I like looked around and there's like uh, the safety patrol people. Everybody's walking into mm-hmm. school. It's time to go to school. I like, yeah. I freak out. I, I, I just run, grab the gun, put it in my backpack <laughs> and then look around. And, I, and then I was just like freaking out. And then I look, I, I'm looking, looking, looking. And I noticed that one of the safety patrol crosswalk people saw me. And then yeah. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So then I just took off <laughs> running into the school. I just <laughs> I took off. So that's running. how you got caught. <laughs> yeah, she didn't catch you then. I took off running into the school. Clayton saw all this go down as well. And then I I shoved that freaking backpack in my locker and then I go sit in sit in a desk. <laughs> <laughs> well, about 30 minutes later, they uh the, the safety patrol lady found me and started screaming, he has a gun. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, it's a toy. I told him it was a toy. And I actually, I actually convinced, even though it was a real BB pistol, I think my dad and I both convinced them that it was not a gun at all, that it was a toy, even though mm-hmm. it was. And um, they did suspend me for like two weeks. Um, that one week out of school then the next week when i got back i had in school suspension all by myself Mm -hmm. it was actually in a janitor's closet with a (laughs) with a desk in it and that's where i sat all day for a week straight nice (laughs) i learned my lesson yeah don't bring guns to school kids (laughs) Uh, that's a little lighthearted. what the crap yeah oh gosh um so we got anything for sports? I do. Um, uh, let's start with fighting, I guess. Um, Jake Paul. He we've talked about him previously. Uh, yeah. His boxing, his boxing career, um, which is off to a pretty hot start. Uh, he yeah. is dipping his toe in the MMA water now. He is. Uh, he is signed Good. with the PFL, the Pro Fighting League, um, which mm. is kind of like. Uh, it's a it's supposed to be a competitor to the UFC, um, but they don't have the, I guess, as many of the big names um, as the UFC does. Their big thing yeah. is that they do uh, like seasons. So they have like a regular season and then like a playoffs um, uh, like like a, tournament style, like a pride style championship. Kind of, but, it, but, it, but it's but it's played out over and, you know, months instead of Not, going one night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so. But he is joining up with them, um, and they're going to do a prize fight division instead of having like a regular season. It's going to be prize fights. So he is. He says he's going to do MMA and boxing with the PFL um, and fight all of these. Uh, you know, do big big shows with uh, with some of their uh, main talent. Um, huh. And he and as part of that announcement, he called out Nate Diaz. Um, he says he wow. wants to do. One one boxing match and one MMA match with Nate Diaz. He'll get. Um, I think he'll get waxed, but I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, I do too, but he so, does. So, so Nate Diaz. <laughs> so Nate Diaz is part of this league, or is this totally separate? Nate Diaz Challenge. is a free agent right now. He's oh. he's not with any league, so he's trying so, to bring Nate Diaz to the PFL. And hey, let's do these fights with the PFL. I don't know though. Like with Jake yeah. Paul and Logan, they have so much money they just pay these guys to lose you know yeah. Nate, that, that's the that's what's annoying about it like if they were really fighting i feel like nate diaz would definitely 
mop the floor with him, but yeah. if he's getting paid a million dollars to make it a good fight, he could probably do that too. And take yeah. some, <laughs> he could take some shots and make it look pretty real and lose. Or, yeah. Dude, that dude's got like an iron chin, but yeah. No offense to Jake Paul. Like he is a good athlete. So is Logan, but yeah. Like, do we really trust these things? Like, no, not at all. They're YouTubers. The other, like the other thing is they're um, content creators. Nate Diaz is late thirties. So he's kind of at the end of his career. He's taken quite a few punches. Um, and he's also, uh, about 170 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jake Paul's like what? 190, 200. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he is. So, um, it seems like, you know, this challenge is coming now because, uh, Nate's kind of at a heavy disadvantage if he were to take that fight, but I don't know. I'd still uh, like to. I'd still like to watch it. <laughs> yeah, age is a um, leveling. It levels yeah. the playing field. Like it just yeah, a lot. Father Time's undefeated. Yeah, a decade yeah. on somebody's a big deal. Once yeah. you're past your prime. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, that's that's crazy. Last I saw him in the news, I thought he was. I saw him calling out Mike Perry. Did you see that? Yeah, uh, I don't like know this Ma- week. Too. I don't know. I don't know if Mike Perry's a uh, big enough name for him, but uh, <laughs> that would be a fun. Something. That would be a fun show. But I know that Mike Perry would He's take way the small. <laughs> <laughs> I know Mike Perry would take it. So if he yeah. if he fight if he fights Mike Perry, definitely put your money on Jake Paul because <laughs> Mike Perry has taken it. <laughs> He's a businessman. <laughs> He's from around here, isn't he, Mike? He's from like, uh, yeah, he's from like Belmont area, I believe. Uh, I think you're thinking of Cody Garbrandt. Oh, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> same person. <laughs> well, eh, close enough. Close enough. Um, what else do you got for sports? I had nothing. Mike, other than... Mike Perry's from, Mike Perry's from Orlando, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Close. Dana White. Dana White. Miles off. <laughs> oh yeah, Dana. So Dana White was yeah. supposed to uh he has a new show coming out, a new league uh called Power Slap, where um it's basically just a slap contest. Guys have to stand there and take a slap as hard as they can from their opponent until one of them quits or gets knocked out. Um so that was set to debut this week on TBS. Um yeah. TBS pushed it back a couple weeks because uh, er, early in the week, a video surfaced of uh, Dana White on New Year's Eve um, slapping the shit out of his wife in a club. <laughs> what brilliant timing for that, huh? Um, yeah, dude, I saw that. I, I actually yeah. reposted that on uh, yeah social media. He, so he's uh, they're kind of like in in the back of a club right you can kind of see him through a window it's like you can see there somebody's up filming the vip <laughs> yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. and <laughs> he i don't know they're kind of they're kind of arguing you can see hey, and she uh, slaps him she, first she she got him good she slapped him pretty she's, hard but uh <laughs> and he's like he <laughs> he was not having it he retaliated um so Dana White's kind of taken a pretty hard stance on guys um over over the years of course he manages a a bunch of fighters. Um, so anytime yeah. that one of them uh, right. is accused of anything like this, their days with the UFC are done. Just done. Um, yeah. I mean, he's, 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 cut, he's cut announcers. <laughs> he's cut 
he's cut fighters and stuff for all this. Um, yeah, until now. So mm. unless yeah. unless your name is John Jones, and then you get then you can get away with it. You know, um, <laughs> I saw it. Like, isn't there like a equality thing going on? I think like like mm. force is like deemed acceptable when you get attacked first. Yeah. Um, I I saw him. I saw it. I mean, she slapped him. She's a mm. woman. Obviously, he can hit her way harder than she can hit him. Right. Um, I saw, I, and I think he did. He hit her harder. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're in, mer- you're in a bad place anytime. You don't, you don't hit women. You especially don't do or somewhere you're gonna get freaking filmed, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what's gonna come of this. There, there's nobody. No. There, the only person who could press charges is his wife, right? I mean, right. I'm sure that you know it was probably just a drunken debate, and they. Uh, things got out of hand. I, I don't know. With with Who this, knows? he didn't put her in the hospital. He he was wrong. She was wrong. To me, yeah. let them make let them figure this out behind closed doors. Uh, we don't yeah. we don't need to jump in and try to fix their marriage. That's between them. Um, you know, if she has a big problem with it, she can press charges. She can divorce him. Whatever she wants. Um, the fact that she hasn't, or she probably won't. Um, you know, it tells it, you what you need to know. Right. But if they're doing this, they, they weren't alone. They were in like a room mm-hmm. full of people, full of people, <laughs> like yeah. let alone the, the, the public could see them as somebody's filming. Right. That's how the video got. Only, if they're doing this in front of all their friends and whatnot, right. could you imagine what's going on when no one else is around? Like, dang, we don't, man. we don't know. We don't know, we don't but. I, I all we can, can all you. we can do is all we can do is offer her resources if she wants them, right? If she needs them. But I think they've been married for I think he said like thirty years or something. Yeah, I doubt that was the first time they had a physical. Oh, definitely not confrontation. So that, yeah. I mean, like you said, that's for them to figure out. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there's much. To me, loving a woman is not loving or her loving her like violence mm-hmm. in a relationship this goes both ways mm-hmm. um but especially man to woman like you're not gonna get a pass like you just can't no. do it you just can't yeah. do it and so hopefully i would i mean i can't solve their marriage one but hopefully they do some serious soul searching and decide yep. if they want to be together or they get divorced because yep. when it comes to a head like that in a domestic conflict, you got to take a hard look at what you're doing. Yep, definitely. That's that's crazy crap. Um, yep. What else do you got? Um, <laughs> uh, back to football. We've got um, Jim Harbaugh is kind of in hot water. Um, really? Yeah. So, of course, the Michigan coach, um, since they lost to the uh, – to TCU in the semifinal. Um, yeah. Ru- there have been rumors swirling that he's out looking for any NFL job, any NFL team that'll take him. Um, he's, he's there. He's uh, tired he's, of Michigan. We know that he's talked to the Broncos and we know that he's talked to the Panthers and we're assuming that he's going to talk to the Colts as well. Um, and we'll probably find out this week, a bunch of other jobs that open up because everybody's getting fired. Um, everybody that is getting fired will be fired tomorrow, Black Monday in the NFL. Uh, anyway, reports come out that he is, uh, it's not that he's fed up with Michigan. It's not the money. It's not 
It's just he doesn't he's getting fed up with the college game itself, right? And we have uh, a lot of changes that have taken place in college football in the last couple of years, the NIL. Uh, recruiting yeah. is a completely different well, world than, than what it was a couple well, of years yeah. ago. It's basically mini NFL now. Like. Right. <laughs> so he got um report came out late this week. Um, I think it was Friday. So Thursday night he comes out and says that he intends to enthusiastically be coaching the Michigan Wolverines in 2023. Um, and right behind that report came out that um, he's job hunting. That, that Michigan. <laughs> well, the job hunting came Monday. It came out Monday that he was looking for a new job in the NFL. Thursday, he comes out and says, I'm not looking for a new job in the NFL. I'm going to be coaching Michigan. Uh, and then Friday, it comes out that um, <laughs> that Mich- uh, Michigan has been under investigation. Um, now they've now they've been accused of uh, there's really three different things, three infractions with the NCAA. Um, one, they had analysts, um, which are not coaches. Um, the way college football typically works is when a coach gets fired, there's only so many spots on a coaching staff that you can have. Um, and those are, you know, the different position coaches and the coordinators and stuff, but they have all of these, all of these, uh, up and coming guys, or when a coach gets fired, he might go join someone's staff and help them out. And what they do yeah. is they watch, they watch film, they put together game plans and stuff like that, but they're not allowed to actually be on the field coaching during practice. Yeah. And, Michigan is being accused of letting analysts coach during practice. And also they made contact with recruits during dead periods. There's uh, certain months of the year oh. that coaches are not allowed to contact players uh, in high school that they're trying to get to come to their school. Yeah. So those that's are probably the bigger issue. Are, well, those are very minor infractions that happen all the time. Um, yeah. Ohio state does this stuff and they report it and all that. The issue, <laughs> the issue here. Uh, is the third one where um, they're saying that Harbaugh lied and misled investigators uh, during all of this investigation. Um, So they hit him with a level one infraction, which means he's looking at a multi-game suspension um, for the University of Michigan because he lied to the investigators when they came in there, uh, deliberately misled them. I think yeah. this is why he's looking at the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Um, how much longer of a contract does does he even have with Michigan? Any he's yeah, he's there for a while. If any he wants team to that wants him has to like buy out his contract. I, his, I feel um, before or who knows before last season, um, there was like real talk that he was going to get fired because he wasn't beating Ohio State. He wasn't living up to the expectations and. Um, it, he, at that point he was kind of more trouble than what he was worth. So they decided to keep him because they didn't have anybody better that they could go out and get, <laughs> but they restructured his contract to make it very incentive driven. And, um, basically yeah. his, his buyout is next to nothing. Um, so if an NFL team wants him, it's, they're basically just going to have to, you know, give Michigan the money in their wallet, to to get him. Uh, it's not going to be it's not going to be much to get him out of there. Um, the, the question is, is there an NFL team that wants him and how much are they going to want to pay him um, to come there? Is that going to, is that going to be good enough? Um, 
So we'll see more to come on that. Um, but like I said, a bunch yeah. of jobs are going to open in the NFL tomorrow. We could see one in Cleveland, possibly. I don't think we will, but it's possible. Um, yeah, there's there's going to be plenty of them. Typically, there's you know five to ten of them that open up um, the Monday after the last regular season game. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Like you said, it's who knows. Who knows? But it sounds like he's on his way. Out. <laughs> it, it sure sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that is that all of our sports, Mister Sportsman? That is all of it. Happy gambling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Good you luck got any, to you. You got any hot? Well, I guess this this airs on Monday. What's Monday? Yeah. The college football national championship. Yep. Yep. Um, Who you got on that? Uh, I put it. I put my bet on TCU to cover the spread. Um, oh. The spread is 12 and a half right now. And TCU hasn't played a game all year that has even been in double digits. So, um, I mean, they, yeah, they, they, I think, I think they keep it close. They beat Michigan, but gosh, it seemed like a lot of things went their way. Um, but that's been, that, that's been their MO all season long. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not lucky if it just keeps happening, is it? Yep. <laughs> trust it, trust it, know what to expect, and trust it. Uh, my money's on Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, so long as he lets me, <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing it. I I'm kind of tired of it, but I had like three different things to pick from this week, so. <laughs> I just picked one of them. Didn't he? They just they just come about. He's averaging about three public speaking big time gaffes a week. Um, well, this isn't really so much of a gaff, but he's just straight up lying. Uh, the other gaffes this week were he called Kamala Harris the president again, and um, again, yeah, that's not <laughs> the first time he's done that. Yeah, we, and then we the, played that one before. <laughs> Yeah, we played that one before. Well, he did it again. He keeps calling her the president or whatever. I don't know. That's just the way he speaks. I don't know. And then the other one was he was talking about he came up and gave his big address on January 6th about how awful it was. Never happened again, blah, blah, blah. Basically, trying to blame Trump for it is really why they they keep bringing it up. Um, and he... Said, he called January 6th. He said it was like July 6th. That was his other gaff like i don't know but here's his most recent one this is just more lies the last guy's measure of everything is about 20 percent higher market than it was when my predecessor was there it has hit record after record after record on my watch stock market the last guy's (laughs) so he's he's up on the podium at the end of the year saying how the stock market's up 20% which it's actually fallen 10% uh the the is it the Dow Jones has fallen 10% since yeah. last year and the S&P 500 everything's down i don't know what he's picking from um he's saying something about uh it's up 20% from his predecessor which I think the stock market gained every year Trump was in office. So <laughs> I don't know. He's cherry picking something hard, or maybe he just straight up got that 
got that cue card wrong. I don't know, but <laughs> it don't. It, all I know is what I what he said. Then I'm looking up the facts, and they are not correct. He's up there <laughs> spewing lies. Um, that's my gaff of the week. Like record after record after record. It's been a rough year in the stocks. Jeez. Um, we got anything to put us on the rails? Yep. We got our boy. Thank goodness. In the same way, let your light shine before others. They may see your good deeds and glorify in your Father in heaven. Matthew 5, 16. What's that mean? It means if you do good things like you <laughs> trusting God, then that will show others that that God is real and that they then they'll know God and um so you should try to be um good for the Lord yeah, that's right good job. it's pretty good pretty much just lead by example yep that's exactly that's <laughs> That was what I told him um, when I taught him that one. Um, it was, yeah, lead, lead by example, be a good example, do good things in the name of God, and people will believe, start to believe the word of God, right? Right. So. Dude, your mic, for some reason, after you played Gary's Bible verse, that did it last week, your mic so distorted now. Really? Now it's better. Say something now. Is this better? Now it's normal. That's the show. Freedom on.